Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money from podcasts? The answer to every single one of these questions is pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. The reason why I love Anchor is just because it's easy. It's simple. It's on my phone. I don't use any exterior hardware. I don't got to do anything really, but just pick up my phone, open the Anchor app, press record, invite my guests, and boom, you have the melancholy condition. So if you want to start your podcast, do so today. Go to anchor.fm. I am your host, Darius Velasquez, and you're listening to The Melancholy Condition. Welcome to Season 2. Hey, what's going on, Lori? All set to chat. Very Awesome, excited. awesome. We're in, we're ready to go. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I'm glad we got to work through it. Thank you for being so patient. Of course, of course. So welcome to the podcast. Um, so we talked a little bit um, off air a little bit. We'll get okay. to know each other a little bit. And I had, I, I recently looked at your website and I saw mm-hmm. that you have your bachelor's and your master's degree. Um, what are those in? Well, I, my bachelor's was in sociology and my master's was an MBA in, uh, so was in business and also specifically in healthcare administration mm-hmm. because I thought that was a way to get the business background and give back. But I got out of healthcare administration as soon as I could. <laughs> what? It was a mismatch. Oh, man. Well, um, to the listeners, this is Lori, and I don't want to butcher your last name. Oh, How do you good. pronounce it? Oh, I'll do it. It's Scoblianco. Scoblianco. And my my full name now is Scoblianco Katz, as I've remarried. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so that means, you know, I did some research on Instagram, so you have oh. an Instagram started. I've seen that. Right. Not, yes. not, hadn't done much, but just started it, yes. Okay, no worries, no worries. It all, we all got to start somewhere sometimes, right? I just actually restarted and rebooted my Instagram, so I'm still starting, starting from the ground. Right, right. Well, you can always find me at stressreleasecoaching.com. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad we got that. And um, let's kind of give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself. Sure. I, well, you know, I started by saying where I got my master's, and I've had uh, unusual career track but what I found is the central element is that I knew that health was more than medical Mm -hmm. and the times that I was most productive and happiest I had a very organic life meaning my work life and my personal life and my family life are all uh, we're all grouped together I don't Mm -hmm. have the distinctions So I've had several different careers, and now I do life coaching and spiritual coaching for people who are dealing with stress, regardless of their story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit, um, like I said before, 
we kind of jumped on mm-hmm. and um, you talked about kind of like, I guess, just being able to coach people through these scenarios. So what would you say, like something that, you know, we agreed to talk on um, sure. was the new year's resolution aspect and, you know, why people create them, um, why people kind of tend to, shy away from them you know we're getting close to the Absolutely. end of the month beginning of the month people were pretty eager to start right. out that resolution they were ready to make the change but in my experience i guess this is the part of the time where things kind of get stuck tough right people start I to agree like, with you. Yes. get a little weary like oh maybe i can't do this or maybe this is too stressful you know right and right. being an expert in stress what do you what are some of your opinions i guess as far as like why this after the first couple of weeks things tend to get hard sure i think people tend to do what's in their highest good if they have the tools so when people make resolutions they they want to improve themselves and i my sense is that people feel if only they have enough willpower mm-hmm. they will get through this resolution That is very different than my experience. My experience is you need new tools because let's say you wanted to lose weight. Okay. And uh, that, uh, you know, you want to lose weight. You know, all the logical reasons, you know, all the other reasons to lose weight. You would be losing weight if you knew how to implement the tools because that makes it doable. So when people don't have the tools, they don't get their resolutions done and they get upset or lose, uh, lose their momentum. Like, is there a specific one you have in mind? Um, I, I think like, as far as, so I can even just bring my own personal resolutions. Sure. Into this. Hey, that's where it's real. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my resolutions, um, I've, I, I, t- I tend to take on a lot. I tend to yes. feel, um, unaccomplished if I'm not doing a lot of things at once. So I have a painting I'm looking at right now. It's right across my room. It's an unfinished painting. I told myself I was going to finish everything I started this year. Um, I still have yet to jump to that painting. Um, I told myself I was going to start waking up at 5 a.m. more often so I can get to the gym and have more time of the day. You know what I mean? Because typically my afternoons are very busy. Um, and I've started even now starting to struggle to keep myself up. Like my alarms, I get up every day and my alarm hits five o'clock, five I'm up, but there's some days where it's like, it's a little harder than others to stay up. I, I fall asleep <laughs> for like another hour or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So with those type of scenarios or even like, um, I have a website, right. That I've been working right. on for a couple months for one right. of my clients and right. it's, it ended up, honestly, it ended up being a lot more work than I anticipated. Exactly. After we signed the contract, he gave me half down. Um, he then gave me all the details of what he wanted. It was very vague yeah. at first. And then I was like, dang, I kind of, you know, kicked the pooch in this one. Well, let's see. So let's use that. There were two that really stuck out for me. One is this, because I would imagine it's a pretty big deal on your plate. The other is about finishing things, because... That, in fact, is one of my things that's very near and dear to me, and I'm working on it. But as far as your, you sign this contract for the website mm-hmm. and found out, do I understand this right? You found out 
he was expecting way more than you were originally expecting to do? Um, yes and no. It was more of like, he was just vague about it. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, yeah. the premise is, um, he needed a remodel for his website. He wanted to mm-hmm. add products to it and basically kind of give it a little bit more of a better look. He, he showed me a website he kind of wanted to mimic because of how easily um, navigatable it was and because it was very Pictionary. So I told him I could do it. But then once we, you know, got down to the details, he gave me like 30 pages of product modules and details that I wasn't expecting, which, and then I had to find pictures for every single one, go back in and make every single product page, hyperlink every single product page to its specific details. You know what I'm saying? So it just ended up being a little bit more than I thought it was. Yes. Is there any chance that you can't want to renegotiate the contract? Or tell him that you just can't do it and return the money? Oh, um, see, that's the thing is whenever I start things, I don't like to disappoint people. And the thing is, is it's not that it's undoable. It's just more time consuming. So I like I'll talk to him every other week or so like, hey, you know, I've been making some progress. I'm sorry this is taking so long, but I want you to know that I am working on it. I haven't forgotten about you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And he's very, very, very patient. You know, he understands like he doesn't know too much about websites and the stuff Uh, that he's done he knows how long it took so he's like he's real patient with me but it's just one of those things that's you know it's on the list well it sounds like you're also very good at working with someone and explaining things why it's taking you longer Mm -hmm. and this is a client that it sounds like you want to keep absolutely you know, I kind of, um, as far as like the business side, I was doing marketing for a while. I was yeah. doing a lot of, um, you know, social media stuff, website building. And I partnered with a guy recently in about the August of last year and things just mm-hmm. didn't fall through. Um, that happens. Yeah, it, absolutely. So, you know, after that, after dealing with the stress of dealing with that guy on a, I can't say it's a higher business scale. The only thing that was different is that we had a lot more things to keep track of. Um, there was some things that, you know, there wasn't a huge knowledgeable input on some things. So it kind of fell apart. So since dealing with that stress, I didn't want to overload myself and because I lost a lot of my clients, you know what I mean? Dealing with this sure. guy, I kind of gave sure. up a lot of it to kind of put it together in the business and I lost yeah. a lot of it and it just, it just foiled out real bad so i told myself you know if someone else needs help if they contact me i will help but i'm not gonna go out and look for it just yet just because i have a bad habit of putting my feet in deep water too early well actually sounds to me like you're changing that habit right now and Mm -hmm. the first step of getting your resolution accomplished or changing a habit is being aware that it's challenging for you or being aware that there's some resistance or an obstacle. Mm-hmm. And that's where you are. And then the next step is uh, looking at the situation again and seeing if there's a, a different way to define it. Yeah. And then getting this, and then I, I call that as becoming more conscious. Mm-hmm. And then you can either, uh, renegotiate the uh the relationship or rethink your resolution and then you get the skills to make it happen so it sounds like you one of your strengths may be 
keeping a relationship with a good client. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if I had contracted with you and it was months and months and I still hadn't had my website, I would probably be pretty upset. But it sounds like your guy really wants to stay with you. Yeah. That's much, very, very, very good. Um, There is an imagery exercise that I do for myself Mm -hmm. to help me finish what I start. May I share it with you? Absolutely. Let's bring it up. So either I can tell you about it or I could walk you through it. It takes less than a minute. Either way. Whatever you think would be most beneficial for the listeners to kind of maybe adapt to if this is something that they would like to this is fun and it's something they can do as long as they're not driving and it will take (laughs) so uh i'll uh, oh first let me ask you have you done any meditation today that's an emptying meditation such as tm or uh clearing your mind or getting away from a monkey mind or a mantra no i haven't but before we go into this uh-huh. Um, the things that you brought up that you asked me, kind of describe those things to the to the listeners. Um, oh, you mean the, the meditation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. the different types that you kind yes. of brought up. Yes. Okay. So meditation, there are so many very potent meditative or spiritual traditions. Uh, there is certainly transcendental meditation or Buddhist meditation. Uh, or saying a word over and over. Native Americans have their own way to meditate. When I say meditate, I think of it as connecting to your highest power, Mm -hmm. using your mind to connect to an invisible reality. That will bring healthier, wholesome results to you. Okay. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely. Keep going. Okay. Uh, So... Many of the Native Americans have meditative uh, ceremonies or daily rituals that may involve plants or animals. Mm -hmm. That as a full system is very powerful, especially if you are from that tradition, uh, you were born into that tradition. Hindus have transcendental meditation was brought to the United States by the Beatles and it's from the Hindu from the Hindu religion, and it what it looks like on the outside is you say a mantra or mm-hmm. several syllables over and over to yourself, and this empties your mind. So before you digress on that, I have a so I'm reading a book right now. One of the books, mm-hmm. um, one of my resolutions as well is not only to start <laughs> reading more, but to finish the books that I start because I had a bad <laughs> habit of starting books and not finishing them. And the one book that I'm on right now is called Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. Have you heard of it? I have. Okay. So in chapter five, I believe, either chapter five or chapter six, he goes yeah. over this exercise, which I believe is kind of similar to what you just described. Um, I haven't based... done the exercise yet. Well, for, as far as what you described um, is like the mantra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he talks about like before he goes on stage to do his speaks. Their yes. speeches before he does anything, he kind of says this phrase to himself over and over and over again until he, um, until he believes it or feels exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So the phrase was, um, it was something along the lines of, and I don't want to butcher it, but it's uh, 
I command my subconscious to use my God-given unique abilities to impact, empower, and um, change the lives of people that I'm speaking to. And he said that he spoke that over himself over and over and over again until he almost got like this adrenaline rush. Is that kind of what you mean? Exactly. Okay. That is something many people uh, that talk to me are doing some that same uh, sort of thing, giving themselves a message over and over for stress release, like I'm calm, I'm safe, something, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. These are that that can be very potent for people. You have to try it and see for yourself uh, which one works. The one that I have found works for me is using my imagination and I'll walk you through that in a minute but first may I ask you are you under 40 years old yes I'm 21 nice so here's what my uh my teacher a man named Jerry Epstein Dr. Jerry Epstein he's also a psychiatrist but he's a mystic and what he says in his uh wisdom tradition is up until the age of 42 You're trying different paths Mm -hmm. and seeing different things. So it's really great that you're opening yourself to all kinds of different ways. Uh, Around the age of 42, most people will choose one path that will be refined throughout their life. But right now you're seeing how different things work for you. Yeah. Is that kind of where you are? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, so this, this process may work for you for a time. Uh, you may try it and think, oh, no, it doesn't really work for me. Know that all processes use, um, using your mind or your subconscious are like a muscle that you strengthen so that the more you do it, the more potent it becomes to you and the easier. But you'll okay. see. All right. Ready to rock and roll here? Yep. All right. I want you to sit up. Are you in a chair? Yeah, I'm in a chair. All right. So this is called the Pharaoh's position. And if you remember hieroglyphics, you see the way they they are portrayed is they're sitting very straight with feet on the ground, nothing crossed, Mm -hmm. hands in the lap or on the arms of the chair. Okay. Okay. Now, this is very different than other meditative poses where People sit cross-legged or in the lotus position. Mm-hmm. This is from the uh, the Mediterranean area, and it's called the Pharaoh's pose. What you do is you're going to ha- breathe in the way that you exhale long and slowly, inhale in a short or normal way through your nose, exhale long and slowly through your mouth, inhale short and quickly through your nose. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty easy. And what that does is that sends a biochemical uh, shock, shock maybe too strong word, just like a little, a little shock mm-hmm. to, your, to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the nervous system that calms you. Okay. This helps put you into a more relaxed state. So you're going to close your eyes if you're comfortable closing your eyes, sit in the Pharaoh's posture and start breathing long and slowly, exhaling through your mouth, normally through your nose. And just listen to my words. Don't say anything until I um, tell you that it's over. 
you want you're calming yourself down as you breathe out slowly and breathe in short and breathe out long and slowly through your mouth you can even purse your lips to let the uh, exhale slow down you know you may notice that you're becoming calm and alert you're turning your senses inward and you're connecting to your highest source. Do these, this long, slow exhale three times. And on the third time, know that you're doing the crossing the finish line exercise to see yourself finishing your work. Exhale and see yourself in a race. See, sense, and feel yourself crossing the finish line, knowing you have done all that you needed to do. Exhale long and slow and slowly open your eyes. And then you can tell me when you're back. You don't want to be there too long. Yep, I'm back. You're back. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you did you you had an easy time coming back, correct? Because you have to tell me if you can't come back to your chair. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. You're back. Well, for me, I do this exercise in the morning and before I go to bed, before I really start my day, after I get out of bed, and then uh, at night. Mm-hmm. We do this for 21 days. Then you take a break for a week to let it assimilate and see where you are. And any time during this process, you can call me and check in, see if you have any questions. The image may stay the way it is today. It may start to change and you're not controlling the image. You're just setting the intention that this is what you want to see. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Anything you want to share? So, like, I'm a real big fan of this kind of, um, I guess you could say, guided meditation. Exactly, Um, yes. I guess whenever you said that, like, to vision yourself passing the race, it almost seemed like, like I said, I wasn't creating an image, as you said, kind of just let it free-flowing. Exactly. Um, It almost felt like I was worried that other people were catching up to me. I'm sure that's true. You were worried. That's okay. This is called, this is a process where things are revealed to you. You don't Mm -hmm. have to change them. You just have to let them, I don't want to sound hokey, let them unfold. Yeah. Um, When these layers will come up to you, they often are, are seen and then fall away. It's like, something is trying to get your attention Mm -hmm. and when you notice it its job is done so i have a quick question do you (laughs) think that there's like this is something that i've always kind of pondered on Mm -hmm. that there's and it's interesting that you use the pharaoh's position yeah um because this kind of relates back to that time period Uh of Mm -hmm. i think that there's a lot of like wiring that our brain like in this day and age isn't necessarily connected to, but we have like this glimpse of like 
things that we're capable of in control over ourselves that we don't really realize. Absolutely. Do you yeah. think that that's a huge factor in like where people like you, where, where you divide the line of like successful people and people that struggle with reaching their goals, like that connection? I'm not sure. I think that um, we all struggle at different times mm-hmm. and that that connection is related and coincidental meaning it is occurring at the same time yeah as as the struggle it's coincidence um i don't know that one causes the other but it sounds like for you that you're uh grasping to tap more deeply into that uh ethereal connection Mm -hmm. that you can develop more yeah absolutely okay and and go for it. This is life. This is part of what you're on earth to do. So something that we, um, I really enjoy that exercise, something that we oh, talked good. about off the phone yes. or on the phone before we jumped on air, I meant to yes. say off air, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> was um, the kind of imagery thinking where you talked about your feet and oh, yes. the relieving the stress of Yes. I guess you said using the tools to accomplish these goals and kind of understanding whenever you need that like outward guidance, I guess. Absolutely. You oh no, this is so important. And a reason why I love doing this work and passing it on is that um, you can learn the tools to self calm mm-hmm. when you're, um, you're shaky or uncertain. Uh, and if you want, I'll go through that with you too. It's a very easy exercise. Oh, well, no, I can throw out different things that are fast and easy. Yeah. One is you immediately put your t- attention to your feet. And the way you do that is you just think to yourself, I'm intending to notice my feet. And you may want to notice the texture at the bottom of your feet or the feeling of your feet in your shoes or socks or on the floor or the sense of your skin draping over the top of your foot. What you're doing is noticing the physical world mm-hmm. and especially at a low point at a low at a physically low point, the ground, mm-hmm. your feet. It helps you get more grounded and pull your nervous energy down so you're more centered grounded and calm you can use that anywhere another technique you can do that's not your mind but it's using your body is if you have uh, bags of beans or rice or some people use their uh, computer case with a weight on it sit in the pharaoh's position and put weights on your thighs, between Mm. your knees and your hips. That pressure calms your nervous system. Why is that? I've noticed even like at stores, I saw, I don't remember where it was, but it was like a blanket that weighed like 15 pounds. Why does that pressure, it's supposed to be like an anxiety blanket, I guess? Yes, yes. What's the, like, do you know the science behind that, I guess? Like why does it kind of help? Again, is you have, uh, 
it works on so many different levels on what I think is a very basic level is when we're nervous, often, would you ever say like you're ungrounded or do you use the word grounded or centered when you're feeling good? How do you describe mm-hmm. feelings of anxiety? Um, I guess you could say unsteady or uncertain. That's right. typically how I feel. Like when right. my anxiety picks up like really heavily, it's yes. because I'm uncertain about the current situation, about how it's going to turn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody's. You just have an awareness. Mm-hmm. And my humble opinion, and that's all it is, you have to test this for yourself, is that man-made stuff is transient. You can't depend on it. Mm-hmm. Where people find safety is when they find a spiritual connection. That's really the safe zone. Mm-hmm. But physically, we have all kinds of energy points on our body. And that blanket is literally holding us down and feeling stable. So your body feels stable, grounded, heavy. Mm-hmm. Um uh, my understanding is those blankets are quite expensive, but I work with people and get real heavy pillows. Okay. That often ha- helps. Really? But those blankets are wonderful. You want to um, put a pi- pillow, if you're on your side, you want a pillow covering your back and most importantly, your chest. People find when they're anxious, often if they hold a pillow to their chest hold something to your chest that feels protective and helps your body unwind. So I'm glad you brought up the kind of, I'm pouring a cup of coffee. So if it sounds weird, excuse it. I'm I'm glad you brought up the pressure points on your body because um, give me a second. My cousin Mm -hmm. used to work in, I think it was, he did a lot of studies in tracheometry, right? And he had a pretty strong spiritual yes. connection as far as everything that he, um, the way he related his studies to. And he okay. told me there's a, there's these things that you do, which I've seen, you know, people that like life coaches that talk about relievi- alleviating stress, anxiety, yes. they talk about these tapping things. Where yes. You tap your head, yes. your yes. eyebrows, your nose. Lots of um, information on that on Google. Yeah, so my cousin was telling me that they actually do that to awaken the nervous system before surgery. Yes, yes. We find there's a lot of intersections between Western medicine and Eastern medicine. There's a lot of differences, but they're both true. So do you think that, I mean, have you seen the movie Doctor Strange? I know yes, this is kind of yes. Okay, no, 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 so, no, no, I have, but that, but okay. a really long time ago. I don't remember much. So in Doctor, the beginning of the wait, movie, Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange Love? Doctor Strange. The nope. it's a Marvel movie. No, I didn't see that. No, no, no. Okay. I didn't see that. So, but I love Marvel. Yeah, Marvel I would, is has a lot of stuff that's based on spiritual. Yeah. Things, so like, especially in, Kabbalah. Yeah, in that movie particularly. Yeah. Um, it talks about like basically Doctor Strange was this uh, Stephen Strange is a doctor. Um, mm-hmm. He was real rich and he kind of worried about his reputation as far as his success of surgeries. Yes. And then he smashed his uh, Lamborghini off of a cliff. His hands <laughs> smashed yeah. into the dashboard and he had to get reconstructive surgery and his nervous system 
he was always shaking. So he was like scared that his um yeah his he'd never have do surgery again. So yeah. he his therapist is um is telling him like you know there's been studies of people that have had like total paralysis and now they're walking and so in the movie he goes and finds that patient and asks yeah. him what he does and he says I went to this place called a uh, Kamataj uh-huh. in India yeah. which he goes and he meets this like um in the beginning it starts with this monk yeah that kind of asks him some things she's like have you seen this before and it's like a shocker a shocker chart and yes. then she shows him another book and it's like the nervous system chart and yes. then she shows him another book and it has to do with like um different energies and you know he gets mad at first and yes. she's like because he thinks it's you know, ridiculous yes yes he okay. thinks it's ridiculous right. and you know the whole eastern medicine because he's a doctor he he knows absolutely science. yes so and it showed a lot about like how everything is tied together. So what I was going to ask you mm-hmm. was in this sense, you know, we kind of talked a lot about, you know, a mixture of things. We talked right. about, sorry, my it's coffee all was coming connected. up. It's yeah, all connected. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is, <laughs> yes. Obviously, I do. You, now, wh- where do you think that people tend to draw the line between Eastern medicine and like, what is it that causes people to have that uncertainty? Because obviously, there are certain things in, like, Tibetan medicine that mm-hmm. are super, super healthy for you, but people tend to shy away from because they think it has, like, some kind of, you know, uh, mysticism to it, or right. it's, like, only mental, or it's, like, right. it's placebo just something that people or... don't, yeah, 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 exactly. People think right. it's, like, a placebo, right? Um, but they'll, you know, trust what... Uh, pharmacist says you know what i mean oh i know exactly what you mean i was in the healthcare field i was Mm -hmm. supposed to be figuring out how hospitals could deliver care um until i realized all they wanted to do was make money Mm -hmm. but then um because of some health challenges i had and my children had i learned everything i could about what was then called uh, alternative medicine i call it complementary medicine and then 10 years ago, I found um, Jerry Epstein, uh, who was a medical doctor, and he found this spiritual path when he was in his 40s. I think he's like 86 now. Oh, wow. Uh, God bless him and still teaching. Yeah. Uh, but he was kicked out of all of his medical organizations and went bankrupt when he started following this path. Um, this Alternative medicine, complementary medicine, uh, traditional Chinese medicine is a very individual thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't I can't draw any conclusions about who it would fit or who it wouldn't fit. But I could almost guarantee that uh, 10 years from now, your uh, your draw to it is going to be quite different than it is now. See, I've something this is a weird thing but i've always since i was young had some kind of like magnetation like pulling right. force towards right like chinese medicine um great or like even like just the 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 monks the yes. meditation behind it um i have since i was like 16 years old i've been collecting bowding balls of different sizes i've several wow. of them and i don't know why I, I don't, I don't know to. why I like it. People have asked me several times, like, why do you like this stuff? And I don't know it. Like, it just, it's something that draws towards me. Good for you for embracing it. 
I grew up in a culture where my father used to say, if you can't explain it, you don't understand it. And I believe that. And now what I like to do is show people where they may have been miseducated. Mm -hmm. They could be reeducated to something that is more accurate. You knew there's something special about this. And even though, though you couldn't explain it to other people, you went for it. So good for you. There is something there for you. May I ask? Go ahead. Um, they said and the crazy thing is, is, I actually grew up in a Christian church. That's my not, my crazy. family. Yeah, well, my my and that's the weird thing is that's where I could get a lot of the questions. Is like people think that I admire, and you know, I don't have anything against the Buddhist religion. I haven't studied it a lot. Just yes. the artifacts, the physical, yes. tangible. Like, yes. um, I have this one. Uh, what's it's a black stone it's like this yin yang yes uh-huh. um i don't know what it is it's some kind of lava okay does it start with an o obsidian, obsidian. yes is, yeah is it obsidian absolutely yeah that's well what it obsidian is. was i don't know about the new testament but there's lots of obsidian in the old testament really yes and if you remember um do you remember the story abraham had two sons uh-huh. Isaac and Ishmael. Yeah. And then we go down to um uh jo- Jacob and uh Esau. Esau and Ishmael, in my understanding, went to the east. The mm-hmm. east is Buddhist is where Buddhist religions developed and where Hinduism developed. These were spiritual men from Abraham, his yeah. children that went off. And not, excuse me, not Esau. Esau started Arabs. But Ishmael went off and um, probably learned from the Buddhists or taught the Buddhists, you know, the people in that area. It's one truth. It's all connected. There's a theory that I found whenever I was like, for some reason, I had this. I think it was just because of the people that were connected to the church that I went to. I Uh had this. And this is how I am just in general. I tend to kind of deconstruct everything Mm from both sides of every argument, right? So if you're for something, I'm going to be against it only to see how much you know for it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If we're going to argue. Because you don't trust me, right? And not not necessarily trust. It's just I have. um, That's the way you do it. You think that's what it is? is? I have no idea. I think the only thing I can say with certainty is. This is how you tend to approach things. And if it works yeah. for you, great. And when it no longer works for, me, for you, you'll start to find other ways. I just like to know uh, everything right. about something. You know what I mean? Because yes. I don't like Very people that tend to gravitate towards one side of the argument without knowing the other side you know what i mean without like for instance um but i'm gonna bring up a very there's only two sides of course but i'm gonna bring up a very taboo subject um nothing throws me yeah (laughs) um marijuana right so i have Uh, a lot of i know a lot of people and i had to actually do a debate on this in high school um about why it should be legal and why it shouldn't and i found that a lot of people that tend to argue those topics don't necessarily know like if you're telling me it should be illegal and you're telling me all these statistics which you know i think a lot of statistics are very biased in the first place but a lot of people that tend to throw those out there don't necessarily know like the opposing factors right and they don't you know what and they don't really care yeah yeah exactly so my thing is is that's why i try to deconstruct both sides so well you're um, assuming people are logical yeah that's very true (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, not in my world. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Um, so I guess what that was kind of leading up to was in the beginning of, you know, like when I was like 14, 16 years old, somewhere yeah. around that area, I started trying to deconstruct a lot of um, the Christian religion. Mm-hmm. And what was it that I was bringing up? Um, oh, yeah, the theory that I read a while back yeah. that. And this this is what threw my pastor sideways because, you know, the Christian religion is based, at least for, to my understanding, is based off of, you know, Jesus dying on the cross and whatnot, coming mm-hmm. back to save our sins. Well, I read and I, I never said I, I believed it. This is just something that I read that yes. supposedly that Jesus didn't die, that he went in um, bad took- went went to like this uh, a monastery and mm-hmm. learned his like mm-hmm. basically advanced his spiritual capability with mm-hmm. these buddhist monks and this was just a theory i brought it up i brought yeah. it up you know what yeah. i mean and of course because it was it just basically came off as obstructory to the pastor and we exactly. got an argument that's, yeah. that's it i think that many people work very hard to keep their um their own images solid yeah so that's why uh um, the I think it's the fifth commandment. One of the commandments is thou shall not create graven images. Mm-hmm. That's how I understand it. Is that what it is in your church? Um, I haven't been to church a in a while. Okay. Is it like thou shall not praise false gods? Exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, exactly. pretty much. So, so a god to me, if for, first of all, you probably are taking the Latin or Greek translation, and I'm taking uh, the Hebrew. So they okay. they are similar but different. Absolutely, so, there's some words that are lost in translation. Exactly. So a god is to me is something that is unchangeable. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying, "Don't praise false gods," to me it's saying things like, "Don't look at things that man make." At- okay the end all don't look at modern medicine as the highest authority don't look at chinese medicine as the highest authority we need to keep an open mind yeah we need to keep searching for what's true in that moment and many institutions churches synagogues mosques government are man-made institutions that are trying to stay fixed And they're trying to say, we, you know, come with us and you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a false God to me. Yeah. And we were given, at least in, you know, in my tradition was given the, the uh, key to a key to health is don't treat things as false gods. Don't believe that you follow uh, anything man-made and you'll be safe. That's my help. I'm sorry. That was Mm -hmm. the. No, that's well, fine. On I mean, a tangent that's... there, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we kind of gone off on a tangent as far as like the topic at hand. Yes. <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. You know, I like having okay. these open-ended conversations because you know it it gives us time and room to explore different areas that you know we yeah. may not be adverse on each other. You know, that's what that's one thing I like about these podcasts, is, especially as far as my guest feature. You're my second guest speaker and it seems like every time I do a guest speaker we kind of end up getting a little bit more knowledge on something that we good that's something that I like 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's the goal of this is, you know, do I want to help people with anxiety, stress, and, you know, self-motivation issues? Yeah. Absolutely. But in the process, I also want to learn as much as possible from other people that feel like they have um, a higher authority to a, a certain subject. It's, it's, it's two ways. They own, yeah. First of all, it's a pleasure. Thank you if that's a compliment. Um, <laughs> of I course. love teaching because I always learn more. And yeah. The yeah. thing, what, what I have been taught is whatever I've learned, I have a responsibility to share with anybody who wants to learn it. Mm. So it's a great... Um, that's a great way to look at things. I think that is, I think many, many people uh, who get spiritual teachings have that that they're also told is that you teach whoever wants to listen jesus sure did not like, yeah I'm, you know i'm certainly nothing not well, of course there, of but course he's There's... a wonderful model <laughs> i mean he's yeah, a model yeah. of a great teacher well that's actually i mean as far as to my understanding what a lot of people teach in the church is to spread what you know spread ah, the knowledge okay. spread okay, spread great. god's gift great right okay yes my my thing is only to those who ask though Yes, true. And that's where it kind of gets obstructive is, you know, people that think that, oh, I'm supposed to tell everybody I know. Sure. But in that same sense, you're going to meet some people that don't want to listen to that. That's right. There's or they sound their own that, way that's different from yours. Absolutely. We, and that kind of has to be a little bit more accepted. Yes. Um. So what can you tell the listeners to like, because I know we started talking about, you know, those little kind of tips and things that you can do to kind of make yourself more aware of the current situation whenever you're feeling stressed, whenever you're feeling like you're getting anxious. Mm -hmm. um, what can you tell the listeners as far as what you've experienced in your studies mm -hmm. that helps regardless of the situation, right? Because everybody's struggle, exactly. struggles are different. That's everybody's dealing right. something with a different magnitude. Some scenarios may be worse than others. Right. Everybody's gone through something that kind of makes them feel this way. So what is something that you can do or you can advise the listeners to kind of reach this point of like, okay, I understand where I'm at, but now I need to know what to do to get better. Hmm. Okay. And I understand those are kind of two different processes, right? Under becoming aware and then making a difference. Yes. All right, so here's what I would tell someone like you, because you, um, you clearly have so much to offer. Um, may I ask you, have you ever heard the term wounded healer before? No, I haven't. Kind okay. of digress on that. Well, it may resonate for you. It's someone who was hurt very, very deeply, um, maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, and maybe repetitively. But mm -hmm. as that wound heals with time and just becoming aware of it when it comes up, you, in fact, um, bring out your incredible healing potential. And the way you are helping people is the way that you were hurt. That, that hurt is kind of directing you to share your gifts. And you don't have to. Well, maybe I'm projecting myself when I, even now, but certainly mm -hmm. when I was younger, I thought the way to help people is to teach, to intellectually teach them. And I love that stuff. So yeah. yes, there is a role 
in that, but you can also just be with them and be quiet. And literally the energy you give off without trying to do anything, just when you think about your feet or think about your connection to the invisible reality, your presence has a bearing that is much more powerful than any teaching. That's why so many of the finest Chinese doctors have the book learning, but they have to get it from someone who was more spirit, who someone who was spiritually adept because mm-hmm. it's, it is being near them or um, it doesn't even need to be physically near them. You can do it on, uh, um, I don't know, but by, by video or telephone or in your, in your minds. I mean, these, there is just something about you personally. You don't have to do anything, but you bring a healing response. Mm. So what would you say, like, as far as, like, for someone listening right now, they're going through a, um, mm-hmm. a rough patch, yeah. whatever it is that they're yes. going through, what would you advise, like, as a guest to kind of clear up the mud okay. um, to someone that's, like I said, going through a stressful uh, moment or maybe a period of life where they're not really sure mm-hmm. um they're unsure about their future because you know in myself <laughs> they're I'm 21 human. right yeah yes human. of course yeah and a lot of I don't know you know my age group of listeners I assume a lot of people listen but in my age group you know early 20s you have a lot of people that are very unsure about the things that they're doing yeah. especially if they haven't been working on it for a long time right they haven't like for instance my girlfriend um she wants to be a teacher yeah. she's been working at that for years yeah. she's going to school she's had that in her mind so she's pretty sure of what she wants to do as for some of my other friends that have kind of bounced around jobs kind right. of bounced around majors not really sure what they're doing i know i've done that before and sure. that builds a lot of anxiety sure. that builds a lot of stress because you think that nothing is catching traction you know what i mean yes. oh, not yeah. a lot of people not a lot of yeah. people understand that like you need to experience all these things to kind of understand well i did that one thing 10 years ago and i really liked that thing compared to everything that i've done since so what would right. you say to kind of ease that stress for some of the listeners what would you advise gosh i would so love to give you an outline of what to do but i think it is highly personal um and to that end if anybody wants to pick up the phone to me uh if i can't help i i may have some resources that they can go to but it's it's so individual i okay i don't know that there's anything i can say so what about good like luck general <laughs> yeah absolutely no and, and sometimes i can that's... i can tell you ways physically that that work for most people um such as putting getting that weighted blanket or putting something heavy on your thighs between your knees and your hips that works for most people Mm -hmm. some people hard aerobic exercise is crucial some people it's not Um, i've actually um just to kind of digress on that topic of aerobic (laughs) exercise one of the earlier episodes I did in the last season. Oh, by the way, congratulations. You're on the first episode of season two. Woo! This is Woo-hoo! a huge one for me. Yep. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> I wanted you. to do this big and this is why I wanted you on because of your expertise and your education, you know, behind everything. I felt like you had a lot to say, Thank but um, last season I did a segment on like um, 
exercise and mental mm-hmm. health. Yes. And I talked about, um, it was a, I forget her name. It was, um, I think a Chinese lady uh-huh. that did not to be marginal that, you know, that's who she was. And she has a very like ethnic name. It's just, she's some doctor. It's just, yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> so she has this, um, she had a study that she, I think she was a therapist, but she also was a personal trainer. And she talked about like, whenever you're doing these exercises, once you reach this like 30 minute peak at right. 90% 26 um, heart minutes. rate. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So you, you understand where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Um, your endorphins that high yes. peak um, heart rate, your brain, yes. re, re, like your hippocampus, you get yes. new cells yes. that are re being made. And yes. so it forces your body to pump its blood faster. But at the same time, you're working your brain out. So like where they judge your uh, mental elasticity of like someone that's depressed, that makes the same decision to be depressed all the yeah. time or not, not okay. I shouldn't have said that, but to make the, to put themselves in the same scenario that got them depressed. Well, let me say this about depression because I, um, I have suffered depression. Nobody doesn't. Anybody who's depressed doesn't. It's it's always suffering. Yeah, of course. Deep in my family line, I grew up around it. I hit total bottom. I mean, where I was in a corner crying and couldn't get up for days. Uh, I don't know what causes depression. I do know that for some people, it goes to a biochemical place where it's really important that you get in touch with a doctor. Um, If you're, there are other times where hard exercise is enough to lift someone's spirits, but don't struggle too long before asking a professional. Something that... I, which I'm glad that you said that because I know a lot of people, even myself, sometimes will kind of exclude doctors like, oh, well, they're just going to tell me to take something. You know what exactly. I mean? But sometimes, exactly. but sometimes I've seen people that they had a pill or like some kind of yeah. medication that actually helped. But the thing is, is those prescriptions aren't meant for you to be on forever. Well, it's like, no, you know some, I mean? pe- some people they are. Some okay. people they are. I will probably need to be on it forever. I've tried to get off and it did not do me very much good it's like if you were do you know anybody who's diabetic um yes a lot of my um my grandpa and my uncle i believe are diabetic so what would happen if they stopped taking their insulin they would definitely croak well hopefully that that can happen with depression or anxiety as well but would you ever tell someone who's diabetic just use your mind to change your body and get out of that state so that's about- where it kind of gets into a slippery slope. Normally, mm-hmm. no. Right. Normally, so yes, no is the answer. But right. I do believe there's some kind of connection that you can. Absolutely. Like- you can use your mind to help a lot. It's just, you know, you call, you were kind enough to say you called me because you thought I had a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, my bias is if you find the right doctor, they have had an incredible amount of learning and they try to keep up with best practices okay best practices is not always accurate mm-hmm. um but hopefully you can find a doctor who can treat you as an individual and i just that message i want to keep getting out because so many people come to me um 
and they are in such suffering that yeah. I know that if they had a little bit of the right medicine, they could take what I give and absorb it so much easier. But if you're, um, you know, if you really cannot function day to day, it's worth checking in with a doctor. Is my so that's my bias. Where do you draw the line, like with your clients? Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously you've probably talked to a multitude of variety yeah. people, right? Yes. Where yes. do you draw the clients with like, you know, I'm not going to say everyone you talk to is suffering, but where do you draw the line of oh. saying like, hey, you know what? This is beyond me. I really think oh. I advise you oh, to if, go to a doctor. Um, well, most things are beyond me. But what I would say to someone, really, I mean, <laughs> that was very humble of you <laughs> for sure, is that I will still talk to them, mm-hmm. but they should consider talking to someone to talking to their medical doctor. I'm encouraging them to call their doctor. Sometimes people who are in uh, uh, later states of anxiety. It's not, it's not just that you're nervous. Your brain is not working. Mm-hmm. You can't, some people can't even pick up the phone and schedule a doctor's appointment when their anxiety is so bad. And yeah, I understand that. In that case, I try to help them find a resource, a friend, a family member who can help them um, if need be. And this has only mm-hmm. happened once. I ask for a doctor's name and I call Interesting. Take an appointment for that person. And I will tell you very humbly, my sister had to do that for me when I went off my medicine. Uh-huh. I knew I needed to go back on. I, um, I knew my brain wasn't working. I knew I was not safe driving. I couldn't even think to call the doctor. And my sister made an appointment Got me through, you know, got me in the car, took me yeah. there uh, because some, you know, it's none of us get out. You know, we're all, how do I say it? You don't have to get through this world alone. Connection mm-hmm. is healing. Oh, and here's what something I would say to people who are suffering. Uh, and it may take them a few tries, but if someone is helping you, know that you are giving more to that person than they are giving to you on a soul level. You're giving Mm. them the opportunity to show their gifts, to show their kindness. And uh, I know for me, when I get to a bad place, I'm thinking, I don't want to put anybody out. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, I'm not worth it. I don't want to put anybody out. I'll be a burden. I don't, I don't think that that is true. I don't think that that's true. I, I I agree. I agree. I know a lot of times, like, I think with myself too, like with my issues, because typically whenever my anxiety spikes, I have a really like lately, like since I want to say August, I've actually gotten really good at um catching myself in the moment. Like, hold on, that is so freeze perfect. Time. That freeze awesome. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you so, don't need any more um uh, New Year's resolutions. Just to catch and notice yourself starting is huge. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's taken a while. Yeah, um, to kind of give you a little bit of a how severe things were. At the beginning of last year, um, 
I hit this kind of like weird midlife crisis where yeah. like I just started freaking out about everything because I had to move back to my hometown. And like right. I didn't feel like I was amounting to anything, so I shaved my head. Uh-huh. Like I pulled the 2003 Britney Spears and shaved my head. Uh-huh. And um, things were just getting bad. I started eating real bad. I started. Yeah. Um, I, I took on this weird thing where I didn't even know why I thought this was going to be helpful, but I was like, Oh, to be more productive, I'll just start doing, um, polyphasic sleeping where I, Oh will... gosh. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the midst of my anxiety, I thought that was a great idea. Um, <laughs> well, see, because your brain really wasn't working at yeah. a very high, you don't make good judgments. That's why it's important to get a coach or a therapist or a really solid person to double check you and have your back. Something I did that kind of, and I know this isn't for everybody, but I started right. looking at like the old philosophers like uh, Plato. And yes. The, you know, yes. I started looking at their studies and one of, I think it was Socrates or Plato, one of them, they said that one of the biggest things that, you know, can affect your brain and your mental health is your gut flora. Yeah. I bring this up a yes. lot. So as soon as I figured that out, I went and bought some probiotics. Well, that's specifically specifically targeted for stress. Yes. And like even now, like I just I I don't know. I feel a lot healthier than before. Wow. Um, What do you you know what I mean? What was the probiotic? It was just something that I found at like a vitamin store. It was just it just said probiotics, stress, men's 50 billion. Yeah. And I just took a month supply until I ran out and I started doing my little practices Mm -hmm. where, you know, if, you know, even like you know, I get in an argument with my girlfriend right? or something stresses me out. And like, I catch myself starting to get that anxiety feeling of, yes. okay, well you better start, you, you better start proving your point. You better start. You know what I mean? Ah. Now I've gotten to the point to where it's like, hold on, let's look at this for what it is. Yeah. Like what is actually Beautiful. going on here? You know what I mean? Beautiful. So I've gotten to that point to where no matter what's going on, I kind of like, remove myself from the situation yes. in real time yes. and kind of look at both perspectives like okay i said this it hit you this way it wasn't intended for me to right. deliver that way but that's how it transferred that's how it transcribed to you right right and so i kind of look at both things kind of try to put it all together get on the same channel with things and you know obviously like if it came down to an argument first thing I try to do now is always apologize regardless of you know exactly. in the moment it means anything to me that's like the first thing that I can do to okay first of all I'm sorry yeah. second of all let me try to get you to understand like this is not what I was where I was coming right. from right. you know what I mean right tell me how it made you feel and how I can next time improve myself that's- and then I take that and I digest it you know what I mean yeah. or even like at work if I say something wrong to someone um, like the other day, I, someone asked me about a book I was reading and I tried describing it and I tried making like a metaphor that they could relate to. And that person was going through something and they like shut me out completely and left. Right. Like I thought that they were mad at what I said. So the next day I told them, I was like, hey, are you mad at me? And they're yeah. like, no, why? And I was like, well, the other day we were talking about this and, you know, this happened. I said this and you got mad and left. She was like, oh, no, you know, I, I wasn't mad at you. Um uh, something was just going on with my kid right. and his dad and right. I was like okay cool that makes me feel better right but I've gotten really good at the point of like vocalizing the issue first of all and then trying to resolve it well what it sounds like you're saying is the issue is important but what's more important is the relationship to you absolutely I, especially between coworkers. like yeah you know I work with a lot of females yeah. um 
And we can and be sensitive. <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know what I mean? And with my girlfriend, um, we are wired I've, differently. We are just wired differently than many guys are. Absolutely. And see, that's the thing is I've never had a real relationship before. So like my girlfriend now, which I've been with for, you know, about a year and a half, uh-huh. running up two years, uh-huh. um, man, we've, I've been through a lot and we've learned a lot about each other. And for me, it's, it's always a curveball. Like, hold on. Yeah. Now I'm getting to that point to where like, I'm kind of thinking about what I say before it comes out of my mouth. That's kind of, good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. really, you know, our relationships gotten to the point to where like, even if we disagree on something, we don't yes. leave it as a disagreement. We like, we'll figure it out and like kind of like okay well listen you know what i mean and so but that practice yeah absolutely that practice in my relationship has actually gotten me like it's improved my life a little bit believe it or not of course anytime you can be humble and show that the person is more important than the words you're saying is awesome yeah and we all like to be loved in a different way we have our own 100 percent yep yep have you read the five love languages? Yes. I thought it's it was very good. good. I didn't, it's a very good book. you know, my, my first husband and I spoke whole different languages. That's for sure. Yep. And that could have been very helpful. Um, wow. We're already running up on an hour. Oh my goodness. Do you like, if you want to keep going, I mean, we can have a lot to say. If you have any more advice, you know, um, to, to the listeners, I don't know what your schedule's like. I, I, uh, well, I was flexible this afternoon. Happy Martin Luther King Day. I am in Columbus, Ohio, where it's nine degrees, which is very unusual for us. Yeah, it's just today. It's very unusual. Everything was canceled, changed, whatever. But I do most of my work over the phone. So um, it wasn't that terrible for me. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Nine degrees. I couldn't do it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy here, but tomorrow's going to be in the thirties. So we're okay. Oh, um, good. Good. <laughs> I think that, you know, you've really, you've really covered it. If people have questions, they could pass it through to you. And if you think that it's appropriate, uh, you know, give me a ring or look at stressreleasecoaching.com and know that the twenties can be difficult life gets better actually someone uh this morning it came up life doesn't change stresses keep coming at you but you change and and your way of dealing with them is better and you're learning from them that's that may make it easier to bear yeah absolutely you just adapt to new stresses you learn new things and learn right. new ways right. to attack different scenarios exactly and you only know by trying i can't give you a remedy i can give you a suggestion that you try and see if it works for you but um no one knows what's going to work in advance we we try well thank you so very much it's been great talking with you you have so much to share and uh, i you stay in touch okay Absolutely. Well, Lori, I appreciate you for, you know, coming on here for the first episode of season two. Um, Let me see. Give me one second. I'm pulling up my computer right now. We had a great talk. Um, I'll be uploading this here shortly. Let everybody get to the point where they can listen to it. So you are at, just for the listeners, one more time, stressreleasecoaching.com. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So 
thank you everybody for listening. Lori, it was a pleasure having you. Hopefully, and something that I wanted to um, kind of ask you again too, is I know you talked about a lot of like relationship stress and helping uh-huh. people get through the divorce. Yes. Later in the season, I want to have you back to talk about um, mental health and in the relationship and how it Beautiful. affects your partners. Um, that's something. So look forward to that. Hopefully, you know, in the next couple months or so, we can definitely tackle that one. Sounds good. Have a good day. All right, Lori, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey there. So hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast and hopefully you have been listening. If you listen right now, if you're a new listener, welcome to my podcast. If you're an old listener and you're, I guess, a more reoccurring listener, thank you for sticking around. Um, If you want to support me in any way possible, there is a link you can follow if you go to anchor.fm forward slash melancholy condition. There's going to be a pretty little button under the picture of my podcast. It's going to say support this podcast. This isn't something mandatory. I don't demand it. If you want to help me out a little bit, you can always support the podcast by a monthly payment of a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. If this is something that you want to do and you want to help me just uh, better this podcast, go ahead and follow anchor.fm forward slash melancholy condition and click support this podcast. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much.